Hey, hey, everybody, you're listening to Fireball Podcast with Ashley Mayfield, and this is episode 33. Hey, hey, everybody, hope you guys are doing well. Super excited to be coming to you guys today with something that is very near and dear to my heart. So you're going to want to buckle up and brace for impact. As always, if you find any value, if today inspires you, if today reminds you of someone that you love, I'm going to ask that you share the episode. I always ask that you guys pay the fee. I think it's so important that we are spreading the word, that we are making sure that we can uh, create and cultivate the same impact that I'm making in your life, that we can do that in other people's life and spread the word. So I'm going to ask that you pay the fee. Make sure you're tagging me on social media. And of course, go ahead and leave me a five-star review. If it's anything four-star or less, you know, just shoot me a DM and tell me and then, uh, you know. Don't listen to me anymore. No, I'm just kidding. So this episode is really near and dear to my heart. If you uh, have followed me for any length of time, you know that I'm pretty transparent. I'm pretty vulnerable. And I like to just share things that I've walked through. I like to share my life experiences. That way I can help you uh, by maybe inspiring you, motivating you, or just relating to you. So today's gonna be a little bit softer of an episode. And I'm gonna dive into some things that I'm really not super transparent about. I mention it from time to time, how there was a season in my life where I struggled with depression. It's not something that um, you know I struggle with right now, currently, praise God. And I've been able to find uh, the, the warning signs, the red flags, I'm able to monitor it, but it came out of a really dark place. So I titled this episode, My Mental Health Journey. And I do wanna just make a preference that in no way have I ever been suicidal. I've never had thoughts of harming myself, harming other people. um, And I don't make light of that. So if you are in any way having thoughts of like killing yourself, hurting yourself or someone else, there are so many uh, hotlines out there. There is support for you. You are loved. You have people that love you. And so I encourage you to reach out for help because that is not normal. But let's go ahead and talk about some things that are normal, like just being in a dark place. Have you ever just been in a dark place? Have you ever just crawled in this hole and not known how to get out? So I want to take you guys back to 2008 because I never thought I was going to be one of those people that uh, struggled with depression or was in a dark place. And in 2008, um, everything seemed to be going great. At that point in my life, I was very happy. I was a very strong, kind of a lot of what you guys see right now, just a strong, dominant woman. Um, I was pretty vulgar back then, <laughs> not, not really vulgar now, uh, but I like cuss you out. I pray for you the next second, okay? Like I just kind of felt like I was on top of the world. Me and Jason had just gotten married. Uh, we got married uh, December. Uh, next month will be 13 years. And so we had just gotten married and so much in my life had drastically changed. And I didn't realize how much I was bottling up at that time. So we had walked through within a six-month period, like everything flipped, turned upside down, like straight up out of the French Prince of Bel-Air. And so uh, my home church where I, uh, you know, discovered Jesus, Jesus found me, fell in love with Jesus, went through a course of events that I'm not going to get into in this episode, but, uh, you know, me and Jason get engaged. He's my music pastor. Jason gets fired. I have an ultimatum from my pastor. I can either stay at the church or marry Jason and leave. And and again, I'm not going to go into the inner depths of that because it's not, the church is full of broken people and that's okay. And I am healed from that. And uh, my pastor made that decision. And for some reason, you know, God used him in my life when he made that decision. And so we're not going to go into that portion of it, but 
Um, this church that I had known for like nine years that I called my home church, all of a sudden one day I'm no longer there. And so that was a really huge thing. And then out of nowhere, like I'm getting married months in advance. It's not in a white wedding dress. The man who I thought was gonna marry me like has excommunicated me. And uh, so we go and have some of our friends who are pastors marry us in a gazebo on a Sunday afternoon. And it was a little uncomfortable, but I was so grateful. Um, we were relocating. My husband had just gotten a job. We lived in Florida at the time. He had gotten a job in uh, San Antonio, Texas. And so we were relocating to San Antonio as this brand new married couple. I had to walk away from my career that I was at for just shy of five years. Um, stop seeing friends and family. Like everything changed in this five or six month period. And, you know, up until this point, I am super strong woman. I have the ability to handle it. I know that I'm listening to the voice of God. I know that I'm marrying the person I'm intended to marry. I know that we're getting ready to walk into this incredible opportunity. Even though we were super hurt at our old church, we're getting ready to walk into a ministry and it's just like God took us from this lower level and like elevated us out of nowhere. We went from a church of like two or 300 people to like multiple, multiple, multiple thousands of people. And it was this incredible opportunity. I went from uh, working in a call center at Geico where I was an insurance agent to now working in a state farm building. And there were some really like awesome changes that were happening. But what I didn't realize during this time of my life is that I was stuffing so much down. Because when I was raised... Uh, you know, when you're raised in a toxic environment with uh, people that yell, you learn to kind of like just stuff it down. And so I did not, uh, you know, mimic my mother. I did not mimic her anger issues. I'm not a yeller. I'm not really an arguer, um, but I am someone that's going to get quiet. And so that's my form of anger is I'm just going to get quiet. And so, you know, I didn't realize that throughout this time, you know, all this life change, there's all this exciting stuff going on. We moved to San Antonio, Texas. I start this new career. We've got new friends that were going out. We're this new, uh, you know, newlywed couple. Uh, we bought dogs. Like there were all these things that happened all at once. And it was a very, very exciting moment until about two months into my journey when it wasn't exciting. And I don't remember how but I remember when it happened. And I remember I was sitting at my desk in our state farm office and out of nowhere, I realized I was not okay. And just this overwhelming sense of, I mean, I really can't even articulate it. It was like, and that's really what it was. Like I couldn't articulate it. It was just this mental frustration. And in that moment, I broke down and not like, I mean, like sobbing control broke down sitting at my desk and I started questioning everything. And it was like the, the honeymoon phase had ended, not in our marriage, but like in the whole transitional period of all this chaos happening and then just stuffing it down, being okay. My life flipped, turned upside down. We're in this new location and everything was going great. And it was was almost too good to be true. And now like I am physically not okay. And it was a matter of time before it was going to manifest because I think as women, we try to be this like tough girl. We try to put on this tough girl that we can carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And that works for so long. And a lot of us go from high to high to high. And I'm not talking about like substance high, although some of you probably do abuse substances because that's your way to like numb the pain, right? We all have some kind of outlet. And for me, it's always been like work ethic, work ethic. So going from total destruction, my life turning upside down. The the man who I literally know Jesus because of this man, um, he's been an intricate part of my process. Let me put it like that. He has now disowned me. You know, I, I separated from my family and friends and now we're put in this whole new entity and it was 
you know, things were going great at first, right? I was able to drown out the pain, the chaos, the hurt, the frustration, the bitterness, all this stuff. I was able to drown it out because things were going really, really well. We're in an amazing opportunity. I married the man of my dreams. We had three awesome dogs. Um, I found a job that was very comparable to what I was doing before, working at Geico, now working at State Farm. And, you know, things were going really, really well, like I said, until they're not. And so often we just try to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And so, you know, a lot of my message that I want to share to you today is that you don't have to do that. And so I don't remember, again, like, I just remember the day, like I remember looking out and I remember not being okay. And then every day after that, I started to not be okay. And it got to the point where I was really afraid to reach out to our new pastor again. Who am I that he's gonna speak to me? He's, you know, overseeing like three, four, 5,000 people. I don't even remember. And if my pastor from two to 300 people disowned me, like why wouldn't this one? And so it's like, I probably have some kind of PTSD. It, like all this stuff is going on, right? And so I write him an email and I just said, like, I'm not okay. I don't know what's going on. And I like will never forget. And it was just such a God moment that he had his secretary set up an appointment. Um, I'm pretty sure he actually picked up the phone and called me, which was huge. Like I valued that communication. He set up, he said, work with my secretary, let's get you in. And I will never forget, he let me, and I'm probably gonna get emotional when I even say this because it was so, like I needed someone to care about me in that moment. And of course, like, Jason's there for me. I know he loves me. I know he wants me to like be better, but he has no idea what's going on. Like, can you imagine you married someone and then like 90 days later, they lose their ever loving mind. I'm talking about like, I didn't want to get out of bed. Like I I didn't want to shower. Um, I ended up losing that job because as I'm going through all of this in my mind and it just comes out of nowhere, I have my two month evaluation. And so the insurance agent pulls me in her office and she's like, oh my God, you're performing so well. You're doing great. Like, how do you like it? Where do you see yourself in six months? And I'm just an honest person. Like I wasn't gonna lie, right? And I was just like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know where I see myself in six months. I don't, I don't know that I see myself still in this opportunity. Like I'm going through a lot. And then two days later, she lets me go. Like pulls me in, tells me to box up my stuff and asks me to leave. And so all of this is happening and like, <laughs> and so it's all piling on top of itself. And so the pastor, you know, so like I said, I'm walking through the season now where like, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not showering. I'm not taking care of my dogs. My dogs are like pooping, peeing all over the house. Like I'm not cleaning. I'm not, I literally just want to lay in bed. I'm not having sex with my husband. Like it was not okay. And I couldn't even imagine from his perspective, like you marry this girl, you're on top of the world. And then 90 days later, she's like a basket case and he doesn't know what to do. And he's at a new career where he's got to prove himself and he's got to perform and he's got to, you know, so I know that I can't really lean on him and I, it was wasn't his problem to fix. I needed to be fixed. And so I am so grateful. And that's, you know, when I talk about my mental health journey, I want you to know that like I reached out. And again, I've never been suicidal. I can't speak on that. But as someone who is extremely broken and in a dark place, I need you to know that you need to speak. And too often we wanna bottle things in, we wanna hide them because nobody else is going through it or nobody will understand or nobody's ever walked that path and it's not true. And so I spoke up and I am just ever so grateful that this pastor, like 
he responded exactly how I needed him to respond in that moment. And we set up the appointment and he pulls me into his office and I literally just like lay down on a couch in his office and I just sob. And for, it, I mean, it, it, I don't remember if it was three hours, but I know it was over two hours. He just listened. This man took hours of his day out of his time and he just listened to me. And he tried to love on me and coach me like pastorally love, calm down. Like, you know, but he extended grace towards me and um, he referred me to a counselor. Um, All of the pastors, he required them to see a counselor like once a month or once every quarter, I don't remember. And he basically said, the church will pay for this, whatever you need, however often you need, you do it. And we didn't have any money. I needed that. Like it was such a blessing to me. And for that first year of our marriage in 2008, I drove to see a counselor two to three times a week. I was on medication, like I was not okay. And the first time that I saw the counselor, she basically gave me a list of 10, like the top 10 reasons why people uh, experience depression. And she said, you you have five or six of these triggers and they're happening to you all at once. And so it makes sense that like your nervous system is rattled, like you are not okay right now. And I knew at that point, like I knew she couldn't save me. I wasn't looking for a way out. I wasn't looking for a handout, but I literally felt like I was being suffocated. And, and if you've ever walked through depression or you've ever, um, again, I, I don't know what it's like to have anxiety. I wasn't like having anxiety issues from what, you know, I just... I had no desire to do anything. I had no desire to eat. I had no desire to sleep. I had no desire for enjoyment. I was just like numb to everything. And any little thing would set me off. I would cry at the drop of a hat. Um, I just was in this total dark place. And I knew that she couldn't save me either. I knew it was my responsibility and I had to get to work. But it was so freeing to have a place where someone could be able just to listen. Like she got paid to listen to me, uh, just speak, vent, cry, She asked me the questions that I would have never thought to ask. She helped me peel back the layers of the onion and it was so therapeutic. And my friend, I just want to tell you, if you're there right now, like you need to seek help there. I know, especially going into the holiday season, I know the holidays can be so difficult for some people. Sometimes, you know, you're uh, battling loss or just sadness, or it brings back memories or, you know, so much life change is happening, especially this year with the election and COVID and all these other crazy things that are happening that you need to take care of your mental health. And that season of my life changed so much. I got so much healing out of that that I had no idea that I needed. And I was able to exercise forgiveness towards so many people that had hurt me. Um, I was able to uh, you know, just understand myself even more, be able to see warning signs, be able to see triggers. I was able to make sure that I was protected from going um, through other you know, various avenues of healing, that I was able to just surrender it all before Jesus and not turn to like, you know, substance or whatever crazy stuff. And so it was such a healing place and I was able to learn the five stages of dealing with grief, the five stages of dealing with like death and loss, DABDA, um, which is uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I, you know, if you are someone who you're not familiar with the five stages of grief, you know, you can go through these at any moment. One day you can be extremely angry and then the next day you're bargaining. You know, one day you're so pissed off. I can't believe that person did that. I can't believe they hurt me. Like, how dare they do that? And then the next day it's, well, maybe if I hadn't done this, they wouldn't have done that. And maybe I should have done this. And now you're almost like shaming yourself, right? And so there's so many different stages and variations and layers uh, to mental health and to the way that you process and we process stuff. And 
you know, it was such a pivotal moment in my life because uh, like I said, praise God, it could have been a lot worse, um, but I felt like I was able to walk through it with grace and wisdom because I had the right resources because I was willing to speak up. Now, uh, that sounds great and fine until about 10 years later, two years ago in um, uh, really probably about three years ago, uh, the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018, you know, me and Jason, we just really weren't communicating very well. And I started like freaking out and started having uh, just emotional flare-ups and couldn't really put my finger on it. And honestly, if I'm gonna be very transparent, I thought my husband was the problem. Uh, he's super logical. And I know I've explained this in previous episodes. So go back and you should just listen to all the episodes because they're all amazing. Um, but he's super logical. I'm super emotional. And so we're both very type A red dominant personalities. And then he swings logical and I swing emotional. And you know, if you have someone, if you're married to someone with an opposite personality of yours, like I'm emotional, he's logical, some Sometimes uh, the communication gets lost in the shuffle, right? And so sometimes he's speaking so directly and I'm taking it too personal and vice versa. Sometimes I'm being so dramatic and he's being so matter of fact and it can just get really lost in the translation. And so this whole time, I am feeling attacked. We're going through a season in our marriage and call it Satan, call it the enemy. I don't know what it was, but I was convinced my husband was the issue. I was convinced that there was something wrong with him and that we needed to go to marriage counseling so we could effectively communicate because neither of us were willing to humble ourselves and listen. Uh, we were listening to react and respond and listening to reply instead of just like listening to humble ourselves and listen. And so we end up going to a counselor and um, you know, the first time we went, like day one, when it's like, okay, you just have that hour and it's like, what's going on? It was a hot, holy mess. Like, I'm gonna be very honest. I think we both left really frustrated, um, but you have to give it time. And so then the next, ep the next episode, the next uh, time Jason got to have an hour one hour by himself, and then I got to have one hour by myself. And so I go into this one hour by myself, and I'm ready to like just say everything that's wrong with my husband. And all of a sudden, the counselor starts asking me um, about my past and about you know me growing up, and just it was he out of sixty minutes. I probably spoke for like fifty-seven or fifty-eight of them as he's asking me questions, and he's writing stuff down. And the most profound thing happened the last two to three minutes. And this whole time I'm going in, I'm thinking that Jason's the issue and not even considering that it could be me. And he says, well, I can pretty, sum, pretty much sum up your life in one phrase. And I'm just like on the edge of my seat, like, what are you talking about? And he basically just says, your entire life you felt inadequate. And at that moment, something broke on the inside of me because I've never been able to articulate it. You know, I was in gifted classes all throughout middle school. I had no business being in the gifted program. I remember that they had to test me three times and I still fell three or four points shy of the qualification. And at that time, because um, back in the day, I grew up where there were like paddle rooms and they can whoop you and parents could like bully the teachers. <laughs> and my mom basically like threatened the school and forced them to put me into gifted programs. And so I've always felt inadequate. I was in the smart classes. I felt like the dumbest person in the room. I sat at the popular table in high school and I felt like I was the ugliest girl. Um, I you know, hung out with the cheerleaders, but I wasn't good enough to be on the cheerleading team. And um, in church ministry, you know, I sat on staff at the table with the big boys, but I was the girl that never got introduced. You know, all these uh, areas of my life where I've been good, just not 
good enough? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like everyone was judging you and everyone, like you just weren't good enough for people's standards. And no matter what you did, you always fell short. And so I walked through a huge season that I, and I realized in our marriage, like that was my issue. My issue was I wanted to shatter glass ceilings in my life so bad. But when I looked compared to my husband, who just, he knows his gifting, he knows his strength and he is not afraid to shine. He will shine in front of everyone. In fact, he loves to shine. We always joke that my husband is his biggest fan and that we're going to make, a, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that Jason Mayfield is Jason's biggest fan. And I'm not that way. I, uh, even, even as loud and dominant of a personality as I am, sometimes I shy away when the spotlight is on me. You know, Jason has said to me before that I like to take attention. I don't like to get attention. Are you that way? Uh, I would have no problem going in a room and making a fool of myself, but for me to go in a room and like perform in front of people, I like, I can tend to get stage fright if I'm not in the right frame of mind. And so here I'm trying to like shatter glass ceilings, not only in my personal life, but you know, my business was thriving at this point. We were in the middle of our debt-free payoff journey because of our entrepreneurship uh, businesses. And, you know, I'm just, I'm wanting to go to that next level. And I just felt so inadequate. And the more I tried to communicate with Jason, his drive for perfection, his uh, his desire to be polished and to articulate well and to set himself up for success. I felt so inadequate because those aren't necessarily my giftings. They come very organic to him and they organic to him because it's part of his personality, but he's also enhanced that part of his skill set. I haven't done that. I don't work on setting myself up for success. I thrive in chaos. That's actually a huge strength of mine, right? But for the where I was at in my life, it was it was hurting me. It was hurting me and I needed help. And so, you know, here I'm, we're at this marriage counselor. I'm literally convinced it's Jason. And in this one phrase where he said, for a majority of your life, you have felt inadequate. It broke everything, everything. I mean, everything I felt growing up, I just felt not good enough for my parents. I, like I said, all these things in school, I mean, I'm in sixth, seventh and eighth grade gifted classes and I have a third grade reading level. Like, and my friends got me Curious George books for Christmas one year. And, you know, it seemed really funny, but it was one of those like, ha ha ha, you guys got me. And then you go home and cry because you just, and I could never articulate that inadequate is what I felt. And, you know, once you define it, you can defeat it. And so it was so profound that, we were able to humble ourselves and go to this counselor because through it, I found so much healing for this huge, huge part of my life. I identified that I felt inadequate. And once you can identify something, once you put a name on it, once you define it, then you really can defeat it. And so then I had the opportunity to be able to rewrite what I believed about myself. And I had to go back to the past and identify all these ways when I felt inadequate. And I started like recalling all these situations. Oh my gosh, like when I'm not picked first or when I wasn't good enough to be this or good enough to be that, I felt inadequate. And so I'm able to go back and like, heal and lay to rest all these moments in my life where I was so distraught and I was so uh, tormented and it brought so much healing to me. And then through that process, like I said, I was able to uh, realign my thoughts. Okay, well, who does Jesus say that I am and who do I wanna be? Because I get to rewrite my story at any point. 
And so I say all that to say that, you know, both times in my life, once I really needed a counselor, once I needed it and I had no idea how bad I needed it, um, it, it was very life transformational. And as women who want to be strong, want to be bold, want to make a name for ourselves, we want to be able to wear all the hats and be all things to all people. Sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we, and I don't even think sometimes, I think more often than not, we put ourselves on the back burner and we discredit it and we try to make excuses like, oh, I'm just feeling that way because I didn't get enough sleep or, oh, I'm just feeling that way because I'm on my period. And now listen, sometimes we we need sleep. We have real hormonal issues. We, you know, we get hangry. Okay. All of these things are real. I'm not like denouncing any of those, but I think that if you're willing to take a look at yourself, you're going to be able to identify, are you being triggered by something? Is it because you didn't get sufficient sleep last night? Or is it because you've been trying to uh, bury issues opposed to hitting them head on? Are you trying to take care of everybody else to avoid healing yourself? Or are you uh, really blind to the fact that you neglect yourself and that's your form of self-sabotage? I don't know where you're at today, but I just want to inspire you that seeking professional help and getting a third-party source, it is so life transformational. If you're one of those people and I kind of described the difference between like a counselor and a coach. You know, a counselor is really going to help you go back and look at the history, look at, you know, why are you the person today? Why do you struggle with this? Where do your mommy and daddy, or where do these issues stem from? Is it mommy and daddy? You know, all of this stuff. Um, but moving forward, I reached a point in my life. So here, I you know, in 2008, I go to this counselor, you know, for a year. I'm on medication, the whole nine. 2018, I didn't need any medication. I could, once I could define it, I could, you know, know, we navigated it. We went through and saw a counselor just for a few months and it was really more beneficial for me and how do I heal myself from being inadequate and how do I, as I am, you know, like I said, Jason was so strong internally and I wasn't there yet. So how do I not hold him back, but how do I raise up to his level, but give myself permission to like have that grace to fall and embarrass myself in front of him without feeling inadequate? How do I do that in a safe space and how do we create that safe space? And then so I'm going through and I really just felt like those two situations helped me heal so much. I felt so good after walking through that. And um, yeah, it was a little embarrassing. I didn't want to tell people that I was seeing a counselor, you know, maybe it was my pride, my ego, whatever, but they were able to help me go back and be able to heal the things that I needed to uh, lay to rest, the things on the inside of me that I buried down for so long um, that I had no idea that were there and that only came when someone helped me dig. And so as I started going through 2018, you know, it was one of the greatest years. Uh, we had so much financial success in our entrepreneurial uh, businesses that we were, um, that we had. We also had, uh, we went 100% debt free. We had a lot of recognition. We were getting known, like things were happening. And as we came through the end of that, I kind of realized that I was, not that I'm, you're never done going back. Like there's always more growth. I think that's the thing I love about personal growth is you've never like reached a limit. There's always gonna be more self-awareness. You're gonna become more and more self-aware until the day you die, right? And, but I realized that going back wasn't really gonna help me as much. I was ready to move forward. I was ready to find someone that was gonna help me, you know, not only um, continue to help me on the path of healing that was going to uh, be able to help me look and see the future, help me create the woman that I wanted to become 
become, um, become the person my results require, um, someone that was going to be able to help me have a business mindset, build my business, build my personal brand, someone that was going to help me stay disciplined and accountable. And that's when I decided to look into a coach, okay? So a counselor is going to help you go back. And if you're not super broken, you might not need to go back first, right? I do believe everybody should start off with a counselor. Even a few sessions could uh, treat you well. And it's it's so affordable. You guys, it really is so affordable. If you're willing to make the investment, I don't think there's any excuse. I mean, my God, sell your TV. If you're that serious about healing yourself and you're that serious about your mental health, sell your TV. In fact, stop sitting in front of the TV, okay? It's probably doing more damage than good. And so I had to position myself where I wanted to have someone help me move forward. And so as I did that, I was able to, uh, you know, get a list of people and I kind of had to like interview some people and just see what was I looking for? How did I need to receive? What was the type of person that I needed needed to speak to me? Um, As you can imagine, if you followed me for any length of time, that I am not a person. I, I value clear cut communication. Don't sugarcoat things. Tell me what I need to hear. Don't waste my time. I'm looking for the meat and potatoes. I do not want soft and fluffy. Don't try to give me a hug. That's actually very insulting to me. Um, like don't coddle me. I don't like that. Don't baby me. That that makes me feel like a child and I don't like that. I need you to like just shoot straight with me. And so I was looking for someone that could pour into my life that could take me to the next level that was not afraid to have the tough conversations. Like I need to pay you to like light a fire under my butt. And I was able to walk um, and connect with a life coach. Please don't ask me who she is. I'm not going to share her name. Like she is mine. I love her. Okay. Uh, no. I'm just kidding. But, you know, I think it's so important that um, I think sometimes in life we just want to do what someone else is doing. And I think it's so important that you understand who you are. What do you need? What kind of coach or counselor do you need? What kind of books do you need that you're looking through the lens of you and not through the lens of someone else, right? And so I was able to get this life coach and I've been working with her now um, for about a year and a half and it has completely changed the game for me. When you guys ask, how do I stay disciplined? How do I stay accountable? How do I constantly stay driven? She is one of the key components that makes me who I am today. In fact, I could not imagine my life without her. Um, She is so incredible. I feel like we are so aligned. We have extremely similar personalities and that helps it so much because, uh, you know, she's this incredible, gorgeous rock star and I'm able to glean from her and uh, she's able to lead me and speak to me in a way that I'm very receptive of and she's able to call me on my crap and I love that. And so now I'm in a position where, She also helps me by going back, you know, but I'm not going back necessarily to fix things or to understand things. When I have to go back, when she's like, okay, why did you do that? Or why are you that way? Or why do you think that way? And we talk about my past. um, She's able to help me heal that inner child. She's able to help me understand, okay, well, this probably happened in your past or did this happen? And so, yes, we're going back to the past, but not in a counselor way, not in a, let me go back and fix your past. This is, we move forward, we heal the past, and then we're going to go to the next level. And so, It has been so transformational and maybe you're there right now. Maybe you are at a point for your mental health journey. Um, You need to look into someone that's gonna either be a life coach for you, a business coach for you, a strategist for you, someone that's going to be able to help take you to the next level. Some of you aren't ready for that yet. Some of you need to go back and to to close some open doors. You gotta go back and love yourself a little bit more. You gotta go back and heal. But you will know, if you have to question which one should I get, go with the counselor. 
Don't like, you know, if you're ready to move forward, you know, if you've been sitting where you're at and you're heal, you're whole, you're feeling good, but you're ready to light a fire under your butt and take it to the next level. And from it's helped my mental health so much because yes, there's moments where I want to throw in the towel. There's moments where I want to slack. There's moments where I want to slow down or I want to bargain with myself. I want to say, you know what? I've worked really hard. Like I, I could probably take a couple days off. And um, I love the accountability that she gives me. I love the game plan that we can create. I can literally talk to her about everything. She's helped me with things that I've walked through on a personal level. She's helped me in my business. She's helped me be able to uh, build the woman that I want to become. She's given me strategy to build my brand. Like there's so many different things uh, that she's gifted in. And so I know that it was just God that aligned us because she fits so perfectly for where I'm, uh, what I'm doing and where I'm going. But it's helped my mental health so much because number one, it consistently gives me someone to talk to. Like every week or every other week, I know I'm gonna have this conversation. And so I'm able to have that person that's in my corner, but also calls me on my crap. And that's exactly what I need. Uh, The second thing, I think that she keeps me on the path where I'm someone that thrives in chaos. I'm someone that, I mean, you guys know who I am, right? So I'm someone that thrives in chaos and I'm constantly moving all over the place and I constantly need all these things. And she's able to help make sure that I have those parameters, that I have those boundaries boundaries around me that I need in order for me to cross my finish line. And then um, last, I think it's just exciting to have someone to bounce ideas upon. Someone that is, uh, you know, that has been there, that has helped other people. She's been very successful. She helps like millionaires and then she can like help me who's on the way to be a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but it's just so great to be able to have someone that like believes in you, someone that cares enough about you to speak the truth to you and someone that can um, see the things that I discredit. You know, there's often times when we're speaking of my giftings or speaking of building my brand and she's like, you know, you're really good at this. And I'm like, eh, you know, and I try to discredit myself and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you don't see your power. You're too close to it. You're in too much, like you're in such a tight space of proximity. You don't see the goodness and the giftings that are really on the inside of you that you need to start walking in um, and being able to accentuate is that the right word? I don't know. But you being able to amplify that way, like you can make an impact in the world. And so it has been so profound. It's been such a game changer. And again, I was able to find someone that speaks my language, um, that holds me accountable, and that is going to say the things that I need to hear. That way I stay focused on my goals and crossing my finish lines. And it's not just a waste of an investment. I am a person that's driven by growth. I need to see growth. I need to see progress. And the life coach helps me do that. She helps me um, stay in line, like I said, strategize and just has that accountability and discipline. So all in all, I think that, you know, it's so important. Um, Bottom line, that's my mental health journey. And now because of the things that I've been able to do, I've seen two counselors for a lengthy time, lengthy period of time. I have a life coach who actively works with me and I'm also able to to take all these things and see my own warning signs now. I'm able to see when I need to fill my cup up a little bit more. I'm able to say no a little bit easier. I've been able to retire as a people pleaser. I'm retiring from being petty. Okay, I don't know. Petty's still my favorite color, but um, I'm gonna be, reti- you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm wanting to better myself and improve myself. And again, I think as women, we try to do it all on our own. Like we're weak if we ask for help. And I need to challenge you on that mindset. My friend, if you are in a position where you are hurt, 
hurting and you have nowhere to go, you need to seek professional help. You need to seek a counselor. They are going to help change your life so much. It is going to make you feel so good. Sometimes just talking, just getting it out. Think about all the things that you stuff down. Think about all the things that you're so afraid to tell anybody. Just being able to get it out is going to bring you so much healing. And then there's so many of you that listen to me that you're like, Ashley, I want what you have. I want to be on the level that you're at. Well, I got help. You guys, I sought out professional help. I made the investment. You are worth the investment. You are worth having someone that's going to pour into you. Someone that's not making money off of you. Someone that you don't feel like you're bugging, okay? Because I've got mentors too where I'm like, oh my God, can I please borrow 10 or 15 minutes of your time? I'm so sorry. Forgive me for asking. It's so awkward. No, this is someone that I am paying her and I'm going to get my one hour a week that I get and I'm going to just squeeze that lemon for all the juice that it has on the inside of it. And I'm not going to apologize about it because that's what she's paid to do. And so if you want what I have, part of my success formula is making sure that I'm taking care of my mental health. And a lot of that includes uh, being able to have that coach, being able to have someone that gives me that kick under the butt, the fire. There's so many other things I do for my mental health, but I really wanted to come to you guys and just download some things that have happened and let's normalize it. Again, I'm not talking about suicide. I'm not talking about harming yourself or harming someone else. Please, you need to call someone that is not normal. But what is normal is sometimes we just end up in a dark hole. Sometimes we're just a little lost. Sometimes we just need a little guidance. We don't need someone to dig us out. We don't need someone to save us. Okay, I'm too prideful and too stubborn for that. Don't save me. Don't coddle me, but turn the light on. Help me. Drop a nugget. Show me a way out, right? And so... That's my mental health journey. And now, because I've been through all this, like I said, I'm able to see warning signs. I'm able to see red flags. I'm able to know, okay, is it really that I didn't get enough sleep or have I not been taking my care of myself at the level that I need to take care of myself? And I'm able to set myself up for success because again, I'm consistently having the self-awareness, not only about my body, not only about my emotions, but about my mental health. And my friend, you are worth it. So I wanna challenge you. Your mental health is so real. Don't negate it. Someone's gonna listen to this and say, that's a bunch of malarkey. Tootaloo kangaroo, I am telling you, you need to make the investment because you're worth it. I love you, my friend. Mayfold out.